told us what's happening. I finally got the microphone working and we're going to record you. But unfortunately for everyone out there, you don't have your mic, so uh, it's going to sound like shit. Apologize to everyone. I refuse to apologize because you could have recorded this shit weeks ago and you've been screwing around. What if I told you I was lying to you so that your audio would sound better, so that you recorded and sent it to me? That sounds exactly like something you would do. <laughs> it does, but I didn't. I would never lie to you, James. Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> Welcome to the Dunk Tales podcast. James, tell them how to get in touch with us. Uh, for me, probably Twitter is the best way. At Snotty Drippin. He's at Joe Borelli. And then there's also at Dunk Tales pod. I always forget and I don't shout it out when I do other shows. So you'll get over it. All right. You know what? Hold on, my man. What did my man say earlier? We got to bring the same energy we get ten minutes in. Gotta nah, bring it's the too heat. late. Too late. Already fucked it up. Um, what's up, man? Nothing. How you doing? How you living? No, no, no. When I say we're we're not doing that small talk shit. We're getting right to the show. <laughs> All right. So when I up? say what's up, man, you had something you wanted to talk about. You just said this before we started recording. <sighs> what What was it that you think I wanted to talk about? You really not remember? <laughs> I don't know. I dude, we just talked about a whole lot of stuff. What do you? What did no, I know? Literally, right before we started recording, you said I want to talk about Derrick Rose. Oh yeah, that's true. I knew I was gonna forget. Holy that. shit! Jeez. <laughs> Listen, kids at you're home, like, don't don't get you, old. Are you are you part goldfish? Because I might be, yes. your, your memory is like three seconds. I know it's really bad. It's really bad. Jesus, James Harden just hit an incredible shot. The game is now tied at 102 with Toronto. Ooh. Um, yes. This, but, uh, this, one, this is one of those games where it's a win-win for me. Either the Rockets lose and Harden fans can and Rockets fans can shit up for a day, or the Raptors lose and the Raptors uh, stat heads can shut the hell up. So it's win-win for me. Well, do you, do you feel... I know you're a Celtics fan. Do you feel like, I mean, you're, are you not secretly rooting for the Raptors to, to lose? So maybe the Celtics can catch no, up? No, I'm not. That's okay. how much I, that's how, how sick I am of the, of the Rockets, Rocket fan base. So here's the thing about the Rocket fan base. I have never seen a fan base of a team that has, look, the Rockets are really good. And yes. they're, they're this year, they're, I, I'll even say they're probably like the closest into a legit contender we've had out of the West. For the last few years, because Golden State's been that dominant. But this year, Golden State looks vulnerable. Rockets look really good. Boom. I've never seen such an entitled fan base for a team that hasn't really accomplished anything. I have never seen a team so insecure, a fan base so insecure. They are still ripping on Russell Westbrook for winning MVP, even though their guy is basically, you know, three laps ahead in the MVP race right now. Like, they whine about it incessantly incessantly it's it's to the point where i'm worried about those guys a little bit so i want to hey i would rather see the raptors win than than the rockets all right that's fair i'd rather see the raptors win just because i i like this team and i think they have some uh some serious potential in the east for real i know no one believes in the raptors and i don't know why i do but i think they're really good but a lot of people believe in them and like it it's really hard when the stink of the last few years kind of hangs over that team, which was they're really good, and then they get in the playoffs and they get smashed over and over and over, and and you know, look, let's be honest, Lowry and DeRozan have been bad in the playoffs the last couple of years. Yeah, 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 for sure. You know who else has been bad in the playoffs for the last few years? James Harden and Chris Paul. So I mean, no, 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 no. Let's be honest here. I don't like Chris Paul. He hasn't been bad in the playoffs. He hasn't been bad in the playoffs. I don't think Neither he's been has, great. I, I think he's. No, Look, this I mean, is my honestly, thing. he's usually injured. This is, this is why I want to flex on you because I know more than you. Um, That's fair. He's actually, like, all his – across the board, his stats go up in the playoffs. And sure, like, you can point at individual moments like that, you know, the kind of the meltdown against the Thunder. Um, you, you know, he, injuries, like you said, he's been, he was injured the last couple of years. That meltdown against the Rockets, I don't know what they will happen there. They were up, like, what, 20 in the third right. of game. I mean, no. but does that not no. count for him not being great in the playoffs? No, it does. I'm saying, well, see, that's an individual moment. That's a game. That's fair. You know, or that's a, but across the board for his whole career, his numbers in the playoffs are better than his regular season numbers. Like that's, that's a, that's a thing. That's true. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. If you don't come through the big moments, do you really come through? I get it. 
You know what I'm saying? But I, mean, I this think this is the oh, narrative around him, anyways. But you might, I mean, you're probably right. You're probably right. I should go back and no, check. No, no, that's not a problem. I'm, I'm telling you, just take my word for this. <laughs> All right. Um, and say, James Harden actually hasn't been off overall. His numbers overall haven't been off in the playoffs. But I mean, we can't forget last year, dude. But James, we, we also talk yeah. all the time about you can use numbers to build any narrative you want, right? No, no, this so is not building numbers. This is just saying I can, you can't just say you can't say Chris Paul plays worse in the playoffs. You can't do that. Okay, it's, it's, it's just not a fact. Okay, James Harden did not play, but you can also say they haven't come through the way that you'd expect a superstar to. That's fair. Mm-hmm. That's fair. You can say that because James Harden, like I said, Kawhi went down and he. He just he he just shit the bed last year. Yeah. He just did. Well, not just last year, the year before and the year before that. James Harden, uh, when he well, comes to the playoffs, it. man, he just I don't know why, but his numbers go down. He 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 reverts right to ISO ball. No, here's and, the interesting thing. I'm going to tell you. This is what, what it is like the blessing, and the curse, of James Harden. Mm-hmm. He's so good because he can give you 40, and he'll go 15 for 20 from the floor. But he's not doing it with a bunch of crazy acrobatic lay, like right. you know, dipsy do Kyrie layups. He's not doing it by you know Russell Westbrook bum rushing guys and doing these you know flying chest bump as he scores. He's not doing the tough Kobe DeRozan fadeaways. He just kind of does exactly what he does. Very streamlined, very simple. But you can't stop him. I noticed the other day he gets so many just regular ass layups in the in the clutch where he breaks his man down and next thing you know he's scooting to the rim. And sure, they're being contested, but like he's not doing anything wild and crazy. He's just so big and strong. He's bouncing off guys and getting layups. Yeah. And then, he's, or he's taking a step back three. He's getting the shot he wants, and he's scoring a lot like that. And I think that people hold that against him kind of mentally. And so in the playoffs, when well, guess what? You're absolutely right. Sometimes the defense ratchet up. He might not really come through, but because he doesn't do these crazy shots and he's just doing what he normally does, now the defense is locked in. Now all of a sudden he can't do it or he's not doing it as efficiently, mm-hmm. and it looks terrible. And he doesn't have those crazy Kyrie layups to go to. He doesn't have the, the road and step backs to go to because it's just not kind of who he is. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And that's so it's a good thing because he plays efficient, great basketball. And he's like he's one of the best scorers we've ever seen. But then again, maybe it's a bad thing, and maybe it's fatigue in the playoffs, right? He, he does he carries a heavy load. So we'll see this year, man. I, I, I hear what you're saying about Harden and Chris Paul. They're on the same team now, and right. you can't. You can go 48 minutes with one of those guys on the court at all times. Yep. That's insane. Yep. So I, I think, honestly, a lot of James Harden's problem, I don't know, for whatever reason, even going back to as far as uh, Oklahoma City days when he like didn't show up in the finals, I just think it's mental. I don't think it's anything really like, of course, teams key in on him when he's in the playoffs. They're, they're able to do that. They're able to like, you know, the game slows down when you're in the playoffs and defenses ratchet up. And because James Harden, as you're mentioning, like he's not – explosively athletic. He's not the craziest athletic guy on the court, but what he does do is like, he's very crafty with the ball. He's very crafty with his body. I heard, I heard a thing about how he stops quicker than anybody else in the NBA, which is part of the reason he's able to get to the rim. Um, But I think when teams are just closing in on him. So if he's your only option, if he's your only real scorer, like last year in the playoffs, that's going to be easier to take away. Now that you have Chris Paul, you're absolutely right. Hopefully those two can feed off each other in the playoffs and, and really make some noise. Um, and not just Chris Paul. Like I think both those guys together, Chris Paul and Harden, now they're going to unlock another level for Eric Gordon. Because mm-hmm. Eric Gordon, he also hasn't come through sometimes in the playoffs. Right. But now instead of just, okay, all we got to worry about is James Harden and Eric Gordon, now he falls down He falls down to that third you know, the third in the pecking order, and he's going to get even a worse defender. He's going to get more open looks. I'm so, going mean, to actually say that he's even fourth in the pecking order. I think Clint Capella is huge for this team. I think Clint Capella is their uh, third uh, best. I mean, because all he does is you have two of the best passers in the league on the same team throwing lobs to a guy who all he does is play above the rim and catch lobs. He's perfect for this system. I think Clint he can Capella really, gets overlooked, overlooked so much. He could be there. He can be their third best player, and I agree with you. Probably, mm-hmm. he's still offensively not the third option. Third option, okay. Yeah, that's that's yeah. Eric Gordon actually runs, comes in, and he'll actually run the offense a little bit sometimes, and he just sometimes takes. You know, he he goes on these little do little jags we can't miss, and so I'm saying as far as you know the pecking order of who's getting shots. Capella's just always they're looking for they look they look for lobs always. He's so he's always valve, you know. Yeah. Yes, I'll take that. There you go. Yeah. And man, I've been a I've been a fan of Eric Gordon since his days in New Orleans. So, I've I've, I, I've, I've been waiting too, for him. I've been waiting for him to have his breakout year because he had the, his rookie year. He was insane. His rookie in his second year, he was really good. And then you know, it got traded and he kind of disappeared. And 
Plus the injuries, like a lot of guys, they just kill your, you know, they can kill your career in a heartbeat. I'm glad he's back and I'm glad he's balling out, man, because he's he's a great player. Um, uh, he's a really good player. All right, his, yeah, his I, thing, I overuse great. I'm sorry, you're right. He's a really good player. <laughs> yeah, how how pouty he was with the Pelicans, and his I'll say this: he must have a terrible agent because there's no way the Pelicans should have jerked him around the way they did for for, for three three years. Mm-hmm. Like, but do you remember he went out and got a, he was like, hey, I got a free agent deal with the Suns. Please don't resign me, and they resigned him. Like that's that's just bad, you know. That's bad ownership in Phoenix. I mean, uh, in in New Orleans, and you know they just didn't do right by him. And no. he he was kind of pouty, and you know he was always injured, kind of in uh in New Orleans. So I actually I think I had it backwards. He started on the Clippers and then got traded to New Orleans, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, I was a big fan when he was a Clippers. Sorry, yeah, New Orleans. For five years. Yeah, five was, years. He had it. Yeah, I was hoping he was going to be good in in New Orleans, but he just just didn't happen. A lot of that had to do with injuries. Anyway, speaking of James Harden, do you want to talk about the MVP race? Because this is all... Really. All right, never mind. But we will. <laughs> you wanted to talk about challengers for the MVP. I mean, like, there, as you just mentioned, he's he's like in his third wrap around, around the track, lapping everyone, but... Right. So, I mean, but it's funny because now there is a, a little bit of national narrative behind Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis has been incredible. Um, and this, I'll say this, Anthony Davis being hurt is probably, let's talk about the names, brow and beard. First of all, there's horrible nicknames. Yes. Absolutely horrible nicknames. Really terrible. We can do better folks. We can do better. Let's spend, we're going to spend two minutes right now trying to figure out better nicknames for both of those guys. All right. You go first. Cause I'm terrible doing this on the spot. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> See, the problem is it's like the most obvious thing that, that, you know, but it's oh, stupid. What do they look like? Because, look, you know, it's totally look, stupid. That's you know. Um, imagine if Kylo Quinn and, and Harden are hanging out, and you have a non-basketball playing buddy, and you go, "Oh, yeah. look over, that's the beard." That's the beard. Like, like, which one? Is that the duo called the beard, or <laughs> is it the bigger guy with the beard, the beard? Because they both have beards. Right. It's fucking stupid. Right. Um. All right. So he's a rocket, and he's uh he scores a lot. Uh, cosmonaut. Oh, the cosmonaut. Yeah. I actually. Don't hate that. I was I was I was fully ready for anything you said. I was gonna poo poo, but the cosmonaut is kind of it's David Bowie esque. That's like the uh, <laughs> the the space cowboy. Space, no, the, that's, that's a that's a step too far. Even though he is in Texas, um, you know, Moon, hey, moon Man Harden. Nah, I don't like. Um, it. Just stop with the cosmonaut, Jesus Christ. <laughs> what what the about alien. what the about alien? Because he he scores like an, he scores like he's from another planet. Now, see that one, Anthony Davis. I would, I would more expect to see Anthony Davis as the alien because he's otherworldly. He's he's got this incredibly long body and he's so freaking gifted. He's otherworldly, kind of the alien. But you could say that about most of the guys in the NBA. Um. So okay. So that, let's go with Brow because Brow is just it's stupid. And you know what? I know they. I know for I I I don't know for a fact, but I, I feel like both of those guys had like a publicist and he went to like a. a you know, a, a company that, that, that yeah, an image, a, a marketing company. guy. Yeah. They're, they're marketing. PR there you guys. go. That's what I'm looking yeah. for. A marketing company. And they're like, you know what? Let's do this. We can take and it. It's yeah. Punks. Yeah. It's so proud. But wow. I mean, what do you about? Pterodactyl. <laughs> pterodactyl. Uh, no. That's what it looks like. It looks like a basketball playing pterodactyl. Um, yeah, it's not proud. It just sucks. Yeah. It's not good. Anyway, listen, who cares? This is, this is silliness. Okay, uh, but that's good. Um, I like the silly. So you think the next challenger to Harden is is the brow? Oh, sorry, Anthony. No, Davis. I don't think so. I don't. I don't really think so. He didn't do it for he, like he was really, really good all year. And it, it I think maybe it's a travesty his name wasn't mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. But you know they didn't really take off until Demarcus got hurt, and well, they kind of started. Just climbing. that you had Demarcus on the same team, kind of overshadowing him. Because don't forget, dude, Demarcus Cousins was having an amazing year. It was even better than Anthony well, Davis's year. It wasn't. Boogie was better. I mean, not Boogie. Brow was better. Brow was, you know, um, I can't remember. When did, when did he, he go down? I think he went down on the 28th. That's uh, DeMarcus. Yeah. A, yeah. The 28th and of January? January, yeah. But the fact, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. And Brow was averaging 26 and less than 11. Uh, 26, 11, two assists, one steal, two blocks, which, I mean, he was really good. It was really good. Twenty six and eleven is done this, almost twenty seven. What was Boogie right? averaging in that same time? Oh, uh, I have to go and look in a minute. I don't know. I only got one thing open. Yeah, 
It was twenty something in like. Hey, since that since Boogie went down, Brow is averaging uh thirty-two, mm-hmm. thirteen, two two assists, two steals, and almost three blocks a game, shooting thirty-nine percent from three. That's right. incredible, dude. It's incredible. But listen, if he was doing that the whole season, he would probably be leading the, the, the league in MVP votes right now, right? I would say this. If they were winning at the same clip, even yeah. if he was averaging 26 and 11 like he was earlier, which is still awesome, mm-hmm. he'd have been in the conversation, right? Because they'd be one of the best teams in the league if they're winning the way right. they, they – yeah. So um, it's just funny. But here, here's what people forget, and it's true. The voting media, everyone who has an MVP vote isn't like my man Matt Moore. Uh, over at Action is it Action Sports headquarters. Oh, Sorry, it. I know this. <laughs> yeah, we look through that. But Matt Moore, yeah, Matt Moore, uh, so Matt Moore, H basketball. He actually like pulls his hair out and goes. I'll say a little overboard when he does his MVP research. Um, he's really like digs in there. Everyone doesn't do that. There's a lot of MVP voters who so are basically. What you're saying is Matt Moore is is the exact opposite of the Dunktales podcast. Yes, yes. He does his research, and he's actually a good, uh, like, a good NBA guy. We're, we're horrible. Um, so, yeah, the average, I think the average, maybe not the average voter, but a lot of the voters, they just kind of, they're kind of like casual fans. And they do, they, they believe in the whole, the grit, and the, this is the, you know, man up. They believe in that kind of shit. And the recency bias would be, well, his other all-star went down. They took off, and he's playing so great. This is MVP performance. He was great before, too. And so, like, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Russell Westbrook last year and Harden were neck and neck. Maybe Harden had a slight edge because of the record and all that. And more fit, he was more efficient. Russ went on this terrific streak at the end of the season and hit, like, a game win against Utah. He had a couple game winners late in the year. And that sticks with voters. That sticks in their mind. Yeah, Harden wasn't bad on the stretch. Russ was just really good down the stretch, per, like, individually, even though I think the team wasn't that great. So they're really, and, and that sticks with voters. So right now, Brow is making hay at the right time. No, it's absolutely true. It's a it's a Johnny Come Lately league, man. I mean, we have short memories. I have a short memory. I mean, if I was voting, I'd be like, oh, what happened today? Um, but that's you know that's that's life, dude. That's everything. Like, what have you done for me lately? So I, and, you, you know can what? blame I mean, them I, for it. And I think I I agree. I think the voters should. I mean, I, what the hell do I know? But I I would like to see. Um sort of a more cumulative vote like you know what i mean like it's 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 a it's a whole year it's not just a couple of weeks it's a whole year you're voting on so yeah i you know i'm with you in that respect um but it's also like you get i mean it's hard to blame people when as you mentioned anthony davis like again james harden is not going to lose this he's not going to lose the mvp this year he's had a cumulative uh what do you what am i saying uh mvp type season for the entire year. And people aren't going to forget about that because he's been doing it so consistently all year. There's no real hey, challenger right here. When Boogie went down, he was averaging 25 and 13 and almost and five, five assists and five turnovers. But we don't, we're not going to mention that. And uh 1.6 deals, 1.6 blocks. Damn him and Brower. They dominant. were insane. They were lighting it up, man. I didn't. Yeah, it was crazy. Gee. If those two had like a supporting cast, like Drew holiday is balling out now, but if he had been doing that all season, uh, they would they would have been a you know they would have had a better record than they do and they're still, yeah but guess what guess what if if was a split we'd all be problem I know yeah <laughs> listen basketball here's here's the list right now basketball reference their top ten players in order for who has oh. the most MVP votes ready it's James Harden he's got sixty five point nine percent chance to win after that it's Steph Curry which blows my mind at nine point four then Chris Paul LeBron James Kevin Durant Anthony Davis Giannis Damian Lillard Russ and Kyrie, and they all have like fractions of a, you know, he's not, he's not going to lose this. But what about the talk about Dame? I, speaking of the Johnny come lately thing. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I was just going to say that like lately he's been, he's been, he's been killing it on the court. Not that I've been able to stay awake to see any of these games, but people are talking about him as an MVP candidate. What do you think? Uh, Again, Dame is the most underrated player in the league to me. Because and someone tweeted this to me the other day. I saw, well, they were just tweeting. I saw them tweeting along. They were like, "Why you got to compare Dame to Steph and all this? It's it's not fair to compare him to players that he's like no, that are way better than him. He's fun and he's great for his team. Just leave it at that." And I mean, that's disrespectful. That showed me right there. 
how great Dame is and how unappreciated he is. And honestly, I feel Portland fans, I'm sorry, but if that's this is the way your ownership is going to build a team, I want to see him traded. I want to see him go somewhere where he get respected and get treated like the star that he is and by the league because that he's 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 treated like this afterthought second rate kind of star. Yeah. And the guy's playing, he's been look, LaMarcus left. All the prognosticators said they're missing the playoffs. This mm-hmm. is going to be one of the worst. They're clearing the decks. They're going to make they're going to be a lottery team. They made the playoffs. The next year after they made some bad roster moves, right? This is all in the gym. Yeah. Wow, yeah, this, yeah. This team, did this team really get better? Are they going to miss the playoffs? Can they do it again? They did it again. They did it again. Yeah. And then this year again, they came back kind of the same, and they're freaking what? They're are they are they third right now or yeah. fourth? Third or fourth uh, in the last time I checked, they are third. Let me look real quick. Keep talking. So my no, my point is either way. Every year they set expectations and they blow past their expectations, and every year the goalpost moves again and it becomes well. They are well. He doesn't do that. They are still third. They're on an eight-game winning streak, man. Do you see what I'm saying? Like every yeah. year the goalposts move for Dane. Yeah. So this season, check this out. Up until he set out almost two weeks, I think he had. I don't know, it was an ankle or something. Mm-hmm. He was even before that. He was averaging twenty-five, five, and six. He came back and he just lit the world on fire. And the team actually started winning recently. But even before the winning streak, my man Dame came back from injury. And I, I'm talking a lot so I can cover up that I'm actually looking up the numbers Fine. right now. Feel free. Go ahead. <laughs> and, but no. Uh, yeah, and now, go ahead. Since, since the 10th of January through right now, after last game, he scored 39 and he had 37 in his last two games. He is averaging 29 points. Four rebounds, almost seven assists. He's shooting 40% from three on nine attempts a night. And he's doing it. I mean, look, teams know it's him and CJ, mm-hmm. right? They know it. So, and they know when, it, when the game time comes, they, sure, he's, Dame's not selfish, but he's, he's looking for a shot. You know what I mean? So, 29 points a game, man. He, I think he, he might lead the league in scoring since like the, the, the uh, calendar year turned over. He's well, been amazing. The, the other thing you said that's really impressive is yeah, he's scoring, he's 40% from three, but on nine shots a game, that's insane. And it's funny because there was an argument going around again. Twitter is where we start all the start and stuff, everything. And somebody made the, they made the point. They said, if you swap him and Steph Curry, and I hate these hypotheticals because it's not really fair to the players. No, it's not fair you to swap the players, him but Steph it's- Curry. Like you don't really lose much in in for Golden State, but they didn't know if Steph Curry can take the load that Dame is taking. And I might have I might I can't even argue with that, man. Dame is a little bigger, a little stronger, more physical than Steph. Steph is not as he's not frail like people think. He takes a he takes a beating every game. Yeah. But he's also playing with Kevin Durant and Draymond Green and Clay Clay Thompson, and that makes a difference. And they you know they run this beautiful scheme where he's a lot of times it's for him for spacing, right? They use him for, he spaces the floor and he gets other guys shots. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we watch watch Dame one night. He's he. It's the actions. You know, he gets guys shots, but a lot of the actions are to get him shots, mm-hmm. and he takes those damn shots. He makes those damn shots. So it's hard, man. It's hard for me to like. I'm not saying he's close to Steph. I'm not saying he is Steph. I'm saying it's not like he's some scrub who plays kind of like Steph, and then Steph is you know 20 leagues above him. Right. 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 It's there's definitely a conversation there. Like obviously we're having it. You just you just laid out a really good case for why Dame is great as compared to Steph Curry, which is pretty phenomenal. Um, well, it, well hold know, on. Like, it just, last yeah. thing I want to say about it, it just it just irks me when people make those kind of comparisons. But and and teammates matter. It matters. So yeah, you can say, well, sure. Look look how efficient Steph is. This is this this. And he but he is as efficient as he is because of not like he wouldn't be great anywhere else. But, but he has Clay Thompson him. and Kevin Durant and yeah. Jer- Jer- Draymond Green. Yeah. It's... And then Dame has CJ, who's awesome, and uh, Evan Turner and, you know. <laughs> well, um, yeah. Um, Nurkic. So it, and... it's, just, it's, not fair. it's not a fair comparison because – and life's not fair. I get it. Sure, the Warriors are great because of Steph. Steph's great because of the Warriors, and in spite of the Warriors. And, you know, he'd be great no matter, no matter what. But you can't really say, well, Dame's numbers are this – and they look at Steph's, and so because it's, it's such different systems. Right, 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 right. Well, you know that's not even the point, though. What do you think about the MVP conversation? <laughs> oh, I don't. Oh, I mean, he just, see, this is the thing. People get bent out of shape when you say Dame deserves being a conversation. I'm not saying Dame's first, second, third, or maybe not even fourth. The point is, he's playing he's, so well. His team is exceeding expectations. Sure, he deserves to be maybe top five, right? Because yeah. it's it's definitely Brow. 
And I mean, bro, definitely Harden. Then you want to say who's second? Who's second for you? For me, it's got to be LeBron still. And so I, I can I can dig it, and it's it's hard not to give LeBron his props for being LeBron. Listen, so we'll man, go in, in in LeBron's what is fifteenth year? Is it fifteenth year? Yeah, I don't care about all that, man. I'm I'm not I'm not uh, stop giving a bonus points for a year. Uh, whatever. Anyway, twenty seven, eight, nine in his fifteenth season. That's all I'm saying. Awesome. Yeah, he's awesome. He is awesome. And you know they also they also at one point were like a you know five hundred team. Yeah, no, and, and I mean, and he doesn't. He obviously doesn't bring the defense every night anymore. He's resting for the playoffs, which you know, whatever you got to do, what you got to do. But you certainly can't. You, you have to like take it away from him a little bit for that, because we yeah. know we also know that he's a guy that was like in the conversation for defensive player of the year for like three years in a row. So, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna give him props for being this good, you still got to also take away that like you know he can do it and he doesn't. So, eh, he's older, whatever. Um, so yeah, Braun. <laughs> You got Harden, Braun. I don't know. You want to still put Giannis in there? Giannis, you want to put Brow? And yeah, Dame should be right there. I think I would give. I say Dame has a better case than Steph as far as this season. That's fair. I think that's fair. And I think so. people who say not like my, I mean, I, I'm not saying one way or the other, but I haven't watched enough to 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 give a good opinion. But I think, and that's my point. I think the people that say no are probably people that don't watch him play. Because the few times I have gotten watch him play, I love that dude, man. I would take him on the Sixers in a heartbeat. I'm not giving yeah, up anything of a value to get him, but, you know, that's just me. <laughs> well, so, hold on. Obviously, you're not giving up Embiid. You're not giving up Simmons. You're not giving up. What else are you not giving up? I'll give Covington up. I'll give Fultz up. I'll give. I, I don't want to give so, up. I don't want to give up Dario, man. Dario's so much. That's He's, bullshit. Hold on. So you're telling me you would not give up Dario Saric for a chance to get fucking Dame Lillard? No, because Dario would be great with Damian Lillard. It would be yeah. it would be right. such a nice pair. Anyway, yeah, you dude, already I'm just have about Embiid like, this, and Simmons. Well, yeah, I know, but I'm just saying, like, that's some selfish this, ass. This, this is this is fandom. This is fandom. I get to create the ideal scenario in my head that could never possibly play out in real life. This is what fandom is. I know it's not realistic. I know it's never going to happen. That's fine. But I'm telling you what I would like on my team. I would love to just add Damian Lillard at the one. And uh, I you know, keep Simmons and Embiid and Dario. What? You know, I was going to say, you know what's dumb about? I'm looking at LeBron's numbers right now. Since he found out about the, since they made the trade and they played the Celtics, you know, with the new, the new look squad. Yeah. 30 points, 9.8 rebounds, 9.7 assists, and 44% from three. Jesus. That's since they traded half the team. In his last 10 games, which the first game they played, I think the first game they played, right, was, yeah, Boston. What do you think of the idea that he said he's playing the best basketball of his career right now? Do you think he's right? Yeah, uh, it's hard not to say that, man, because, like, Jalen Rose made a good point. He's He not only has all the wisdom that he's accumulated, but his physical game hasn't – usually, like, all right, you say, oh, his, his body's falling off, but he's playing – he's so much smarter now. That's like Michael Jordan in 98. Right. Physically, you could see he wasn't the same guy, but he was so much smarter, it didn't really matter. In this case, it's kind of like that. It's like that, except the, the body hasn't really fallen off. So he still has these physical you know, gifts, and he can still just do amazing things. And he's playing so smart. You can yeah. see him pick a spot. I might even uh, add that he has old man strength now. <laughs> it's a real right. thing. Hey, check this out. <laughs> um, in, the, in the 14 games before the trade, yes, 24 points, 8 rebounds, almost 9 assists, which is great. Yeah. 26% from three. Um, and he was a net negative 6.4 every night. Average, yeah, but let's so. also let's also qualify with this with LeBron and before his teammates got traded. He was trying to get them traded. He was trying to get something to happen. He does this every year right before the trade deadline. He pouts. He mopes around. And listen, I love LeBron. I'm not taking anything away from him. He's still one of my favorite players in the league and probably of all time. Uh, but he does this. He does this. He He mopes. He pouts. He is passive aggressive, and he gets his teammates traded when he when he realizes that his team isn't going anywhere with them. He's a super hey, smart dude. We gotta quit fucking around. We gotta. Yeah, where the, the hell question. are we anyway? <laughs> uh, did you want to do petty wop? No, we don't do Twitter questions. You want to go right to Twitter questions? I mean, we, gotta... we got. We've been going for forty-seven minutes already, buddy. Yeah, but dude, we we're only recording for thirty of those. Oh, that's true. That is. True. Oh yeah. All right. Um. Ah. Yeah. We do petty wop. Right. Petty wop was the concept I came up with because first of all, it's an idiotic name. I only took it because it sounds like Fetty Wap. He's not. 
I know about Fetty Wap is he has one eye and he some reason he had the he he had a dreadlock from a dead woman or like uh, a dreadlock from some woman like weaved into his own hair and that's all fuck that guy. No, um, dude, that's a thing. I know people that do that. Like it's at a shine of respect and it's like I'm not saying respect. fuck him for that. I'm just saying in general because right. I don't fuck him. Yeah. No Go disrespect on. my yeah. No, I'll yeah, whatever. Okay. Um I I forgot my favorite. So, so no, nah, I just basically, saying, basically this is our petty wish list. Uh, I'm like, hey, what's up? Hello. And it's gonna we do a lot of mean shit on this show. We do, but that's alright. That's what we are. We're mean. You're not. Don't let me. Don't let me. Don't let me be a bad. This is the yin and the yang, dude. I'm like you're mean. I'm trying to keep you back down to earth. Or bringing you up to the cloud. I don't know some shit. You're mean and smart. I'm dumb and just like lighthearted. <laughs> okay. Um. Go. So there's teams and there's players and there's fan bases that I really can't stand because I gotta listen to you guys all day long. So this is my wish list for the end of the season. There's about 16 games left for most teams. Um, I'll start with my first one. Minnesota Timberwolves. You guys got Jimmy Butler, and for a while you were one of the best offensive teams in the league. And then for a little while, even the defense kind of caught up for a, a little stretch, and you guys were winning a lot of games. Butler's name was rightfully in the MVP conversation, but your fans just wouldn't shut up, and you got really annoying really fast. And guess what happened? Tibbs says Derrick Rose come join us. And I'm not. Hey, I would. I, I bet somebody thought I was going to say I wish something bad on Jimmy Butler. I hate the fact Jimmy Butler got hurt. Yeah. Um, the more they, the more good teams, the better. So yeah. it sucks that he got hurt, but Derrick Rose is now a Minnesota Timberwolf. And my first wish list is that Rose gets like big minutes, and the Wolves, the Wolves start losing. And I, I this, I love the chaos of the NBA. I want to see them miss the Mr. Playoffs, so I want to see the fallout from that. I don't want to see anybody get fired. I don't want to see anybody get injured. I want to see Butler come back healthy. But just the chaos because the narrative early in the season was, you know, Tim Wolves just eats this power. And, and Tibbs has this rep as a great coach that might not be as deserved, I think, as, 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 it's, as you know, it's been implied. So, yes, just, just to see the chaos, I, I want to see the Timberwolves play roles big minutes and see if they miss the playoffs. Which actually brings us full circle uh, just to talk about Derrick Rose real quick. What are the Timberwolves doing? Why in God's name? Nobody else would sign this dude. He is so bad on defense. He does not have his explosive explosive athleticism anymore. And he can't shoot from three. What I mean, he gave the Knicks like really uh you know what's what's the word? He gave them minutes last I mean he gave them like empty calorie points last year. Um, that's exactly the word I was going to use. Yeah, it's it's that's exactly what it was. Like, yeah, he somebody was like, he averaged 20 points a game last year. Yeah, he averaged 20 bullshit points a game last year and did nothing else. And he was still, I'm pretty sure, a negative on the court every time he's on there. He brings every team he's on down. Now, and like, this sucks because I loved Derrick Rose when he first got the, with that MVP season. He was electric. It was amazing to watch him. Someone rightfully told me that, like, he's not going to be good because he only does one thing. And they were right. He took away his explosive, you know, athleticism and he came back down to earth and he showed that like, he's not really a good player. He's not a cerebral player. He's not fun to watch at this point in his career. He's only 29, but man, that's the only thing he's got going for him is that he's 29. He sucks. I feel really bad for Minnesota Timberwolves fans because he's like a black cloud. And the other thing is, I mean, with all the rape allegation things aside, which is really a, a, a stain, um, he disappears from your team for no good reason and unexplained. He'll just vanish. So, you know, the best case scenario for the Wolves fans is that um, maybe he just disappears for a couple of weeks and uh, he doesn't play and maybe they make it into the playoffs. But I don't, I don't, I honestly don't know what the hell Tibbs is thinking, man. Seriously. Like there was what, three weeks or a month there where Derek Rose was just out of the league. Nobody was calling for his services. Why is Tibbs giving him a chance? Um, yeah, when he got traded, which was, I don't know, was that mid-February? And then he had about a good month for nobody. And so here's the thing. I don't know, man. I don't want to dog Derrick Rose. I, like, he, he seems to be kind of, he, I don't really fuck with him like that anymore. But it seems like uh, 
when the Bulls cleared him to play and he refused to come back for the playoffs that one year, that's when it seems like things got really weird for him. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not maybe it's not fair to him. We don't know what was going on at the time, for right? Sure. He he he'd already came back from a couple knee injuries. And then this was just, you know, he was clear to come back and he didn't want to come play for whatever reason. Okay. That's when it seemed like things, there was a disconnect with him and fans. And since then, like you said, man, you lose that explosiveness as an explosive attacking guard. And it, it's, here's the thing with Rose. So that, that the casual fan, he still has a, he still has a rabid fan base. There are nights when he looks like old Derrick Rose. Yeah, no, that's fair. There are, there are, there are, there are like 10 minute stretches, five minute stretches. He looks like old because he's, he's, he can just, he can still jet past guys. He's doing the acrobatic finishes. He'll go on these little, like, you know, eight personal 8 0 scoring runs mm-hmm. and the crowds. And it, it, he looks a lot like old Derrick Rose. Now, here's the thing old Derrick Rose had an elite defense around him yep. and shooters and was allowed to be like Allen Iverson with a great defense around him. So they weren't maybe. I think even offensively they weren't bad. They they had a decent offensive rating. But they played really slow, and you know he got his twenty five pretty efficiently at the rim, whatever. Now, when you're not built for that, and you, he's just doing this stuff on, in little spurts on an island, it like you said, it's empty calories. What does it really do? If they're down, he's not going to bring you back. Nope. If you're up, he might he might hold the lead for you a little bit, but it's like he's going to be a net negative. That's and the like thing. He in order to come back, if you're down, you also need your defense to step up, and he's not doing that. Like, maybe he'll exactly. get you some points, but he's going to give you nothing on the other end, which is what leads me to say, like, empty calories. James, let's move right. on quick because we're going to run out of time here. Let me give you a petty walk. You ready? And this yeah. is just shitty of me. I'm sorry, Lakers fans, but I want the Lakers to lose enough to get the one, number one pick, which will go to the Sixers. Partly because I'm a Sixers fan, but partly because... Lakers fans are fucking babies. They have no idea what it's like to have a losing franchise. Any like okay, for the last five years they've sucked, right? That uh, in a weird way, I kind of feel for you. I understand the pain, but you guys have no idea the depths of despair you feel as a losing franchise. Ask the Timberwolves. I mean, ask Philly fans. I I am so sick of like and and people got triggered as fuck when. D'Angelo Russell was traded. They're like, oh my God, the sky is falling. I was like, dude, it's D'Angelo Russell. Like, you're going to be fine without him, really. Really? Hold on, hold on. So you think Lakers fans were upset when they got traded? I know somewhere. I know somewhere. I know. That was, a, that was kind of split. It was kind of a split decision down the middle on that one. But anyway. What's that? Very much split. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like... Yeah, like you know what you got, you guys have nothing to complain about. Even if your team is the worst dog shit team in the league, go outside, go put on your rollerblades and and skate down the street. You're fine. Like <laughs> you could go to the beach, grab a surfboard, smoke some weed. It's gonna be fine. Dude, yeah. You don't you know nothing about suffering as a sports franchise. Just shut up. So I want them to lose. I want them to get the number one pick, and I want it to go to Philly. That's that's just me being a jerk. With Memphis at 18 wins and Phoenix at 19 and Atlanta at 20 and Orlando at 20 and Dallas at 20 and Lakers at 29, it's it's a very slim. Yeah, it's not going to happen. And the Lakers have been playing really well. Lately, really well. So, so yeah. congratulations to them. I'm I'm happy to see their young guys play well. I mean, like I I hate on the Lakers. I hate on the Celtics. But honestly, for the NBA as the NBA fan of me, I'm happy to see teams succeed. That's it. You know. So don't think I'm a huge hater. I am, but I'm also like a lover, right? Something like that. What's your? You got any more? Uh, I had another one. Yes, another another fan base that pisses me off and makes the the team itself is basically just collateral damage. Like me me wishing me wishing bad on your team is just collateral damage. Not even bad. Again, I don't want anybody to get injured. Right. I don't right. want anything catastrophic to happen. So I'm not I'm not that big of a hater. All summer long, I'm never. I'm so maybe I am really petty because I should let this shit go a long time ago. It's what this whole segment's about. Be petty. Jokic is is so good, but like lately, Millsap came back and he's kind of struggled. He had a really good game in that loss to Cleveland, but guess what? Right now, the Denver Nuggets are sitting in ninth. Now, there's a good chance, you know, there's still plenty of games left for them to. And the, the bottom of the West is bunched up so tight, they'll probably come back. And they, 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 I don't know. They, they might have. Let's see what the standards look like. Actually, let's take a look. Go ahead. And see, yeah, I know. Yeah, who? Yeah, right now they're uh, they're thirty five and thirty. They're I guess they're like a, technically a game behind the Clippers. By the way, that the but that the Clippers are still holding the eighth spot, or that they're even in the playoff 
con- conversation right now is I hate to do it, but credit to Dr. Rivers, man. He's got them playing. And I know he gets shit on, like I shit on him for not being as good of a coach as he made out to be. But I think keeping these guys together and using the talent that he has on this team to still keep these guys in this position, that's, you got to give him some credit. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> or not. No, man. Look, Doc has a bald head with an edge up. I can't give a man credit. That, 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 he can't get credit for me for that shit. <laughs> How are you that's, fucking bald with a fucking edge up? That, that's, that kind that's of, totally what fair. What kind of fucking wizardry is that? <laughs> nah, I mean, it, sure, it's, it's done great, but we, we know they're not They're not that good a team. Nah. When Tobias Harris and and uh, Lou Will, who was <laughs> – Lou was so great early this season, and he must have tailed off a little bit. And, there's, you know, they're still – whatever. There's, that's good on them. Yeah. Fine. Don't ever speak um, ill of Lou Will. I've loved him since the Sixer days. Yeah. Even, even though he's frustrating as fuck to watch sometimes. But Denver's in a tie with the Jazz, basically. Even though I think they might hold a tiebreaker. But they're both 35 and 30. And then they're like, oh, yeah, it's a virtual three-way tie with uh, the Clippers. And who right? doesn't love a three-way? <laughs> this is a family program, bro. <laughs> sure. Lots of family <laughs> tune in. <laughs> It's a fucking family. Watch, watch the fucking content, man. Kids sorry, are sorry. fucking listening to shit. Sorry, sorry. Um, so yeah, it's a three-way tie for third, and uh, yeah, they'll probably leapfrog the Clippers. And I'm hoping, like I said, I hope the Minnesota goes into a little free fall here. You know, without Jimmy Butler was holding those boys together, and they're struggling right now a little bit. Uh, the Spurs, same thing, right? So it's all really close. The Spurs and the Timberwolves might fall out, and let's hope that the Jazz and the Clippers get in. That's my hope. Um, well, with my pettiness. I can tell you this. Uh, <laughs> Oklahoma City starts falling. I'm just, I'm petty. I'm petty. I, I kind of want, like, there's this narrative around Russell Westbrook about how, remember last year everyone was like, oh. I mean, listen, I'm going to preface this by saying most narratives, including this one, are kind of horseshit, but it's so much fun to think about. Last year people were saying, Westbrook would be, this team would be so much better because he's amazing. If he had better players around him, this team would be like in the contention for, for the Western Conference. Like this year, he's got fucking Paul George around him and he, and the team is not any better. In fact, they're worse. And I'm actually personally pissed off because I thought they'd be way, way better than this this year. And they're letting me down big time. So for me, I want them to fail. I really want them to fall out of the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I, I that would have pissed me off a few months ago. That kind of take, I'm like, that's fucked up. You're hating on on the Brody, but they've been disappointing, man. And it's I don't know when I realized it, but like it went from oh we got all season to figure it out mm-hmm. to there's like 16 games left. I'm sorry, not even 16 right now. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's like 15. There's 15 games left. No, you weren't far off. So like, yeah, it was the season. The season's almost over, man. It's the home stretch, and dude, and they're they, only they, four games up on the Clippers. They could easily. I gotta look at their their. No, 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 schedule. no. Not four games. No, they're 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 two games up, bro. No, no, they're 38 and 29. The next team is the Clippers. They're 34 and 29. Okay, but if you look at the game, no, you look at you're just looking at the wins and losses. Look at the games back. Because you look at, uh, yeah, so right now they're 14 games back oh, of yeah, the yeah. number one. Yeah, and the Clippers right, only so two, two games right? back. All right, there mm-hmm. you go. So, like, yeah, man, it's uh, it, the fact that it, it's even a possibility this late in the season that they missed the playoffs is an indictment of the coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to say it, of Russell Westbrook, mm-hmm. um, Paul George, Melo. Those guys supposed to come together and do something special this year, and they all they did was talk a lot and – you know, let bad teams beat them and get, you know, get washed up. You know, look, Roberson's important. I get it. He shouldn't be that important where, you know, you, you, you I think once he went down up until they killed Phoenix the other day, they were like, uh, I think eight and nine in the 17 games about Roberson. That's ridiculous. That's yeah. unacceptable. I mean, like your, your, your best defensive player, but worst offensive player should not change the, the future of your team that much. I'm just saying. So you gotta you gotta lay it on the coach, and you also gotta lay it on you gotta lay it on Westbrook somewhat, and you know, and Paul George. He's not he's not innocent in this either. You earlier in the season called him uh, it follows, and so. <laughs> and see, uh, I'm gonna change. I don't know. I'd have figured think of another nickname for him because yeah, because it was funny he, then. Now no, no, because he, he he yeah no yeah he, he played he played really well for stretches. The only thing like since the since the uh, All Star break, he hasn't been good. He just hasn't been. He, I think last game he shot well, but before that he he was really struggling since the All Star break, and they they needed him. 
Yeah. They need him to play well. James, you know, um, consider this. If you, you virtually swapped out Paul George for Victor Oladipo and their team is way better this year. So what does that tell you? Like, I'm, I'm certain at this point that Indiana, yes, they're probably playing above their heads. There's probably going to be some regression to the mean because the team around Victor Oladipo is not that great. But they're playing out of their minds, man. They're, they're a really good damn team. I would not. Um, I'll say this for both OKC and for Indiana. I I'll say what this is what when I say they TM uh, the analytics crowd misses chemistry really matters. Oh yeah, Paul George was not happy last year in Indiana, and that permeated the whole roster. There was a kind of a gloom and doom over the team. This year, there's the pressure for Indi- for OKC. Hey, we got these new players. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to play, and that kind of like you can see. A lot of times, it's not a lot of joy for that team the way they play, and it, it it reflects. It reflects, and then the injuries happen, and they get kind of bummed out, and they play a little too cool. Chemistry matters, and last year the Thunder had, I think, great chemistry. They were they were playing for a purpose, even though you can say what you want about the contrived rebounds and wrestles and his his triple doubles. How what does it mean? Mm-hmm. They were playing for a reason and a purpose, and they played for each other and played together. And this year, I don't know. I'm not gonna say there's different agendas in OKC. I just feel like they're not all on the same page. And there's no sense of urgency a lot of games. So, I don't know, man. I would agree with that. All right, let's do some Twitter questions because we got some really good ones. All right, let's do it. All right, Timothy Buker, our guy Tim. Thanks, Tim. No, 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 no. no. Let's save his questions for the end. Yeah, you want to save him for the end? We might not get to him. Yep. We're already in like an hour almost. All right. Okay. Let's do somebody else's first and then we'll do his last end. Whatever. All right, Phil Boileau. He, he actually um, tweeted us with a, a life question. So let's start off with a life question, James. Learn to cook versus learn nutrition. Which do you prefer? Which do you think is more important? Uh, I think they go hand in hand. You like, if, if you like if you learn to cook but you don't know how to make nutritious stuff, then you're I mean, sure, you're making delicious food, but you know, and then if you learn nutrition but you don't know how to cook, then what are you gonna do? Just eat like kale? So I mean if I have to pick one, I guess I'd say learn nutrition. Because, you know, you could you can figure out your way around the kitchen, even if you're not great at cook, if you know how nutrition and you know how to make things healthy, you could you'll be fine, I guess. Um, so I guess I would say I just I just lost almost 30 pounds last few months. I've been working out. I've been eating different. So I would say, I guess, learn nutrition. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think nutrition is better for your body. I mean, I think nutrition it will. You can lose weight by eating right. You don't realize we don't realize how much bullshit we consume, how much stuff that is really bad for us that we put in our bodies all the time. Um, you're right. Living on kale sucks, but I do love kale. So, and for me, I'm really good at making a kale salad. So, I'm going with nutrition. But it's nice. It's nice to have both. Yeah, I would love to be able to cook, but it's it's not in my. It's not me, man. Yeah, you can make a really tasty meal, but you know. Some people make really tasty meals and they use freaking, you know, Chef Boyardee and shit. And it's not, it's not good. So I'm going to go nutrition. Let's go nutrition. All right. I'm with you. All right. Thanks, Phil. Thanks, Phil. (laughs) Uh, Ice. Mackley Ice. At Mackley Ice. Mackley? Is that right? Asks, the year is 2021. Who meets in the finals? Any chance Golden State's dominance lasts three more years? Ooh, that's a good one. Mm Mm-hmm. How do you get questions I don't have? What the hell? How'd that happen? I guess one of us is smarter than the other. Uh, I say it's going to be the Sixers versus, I don't want to say the Lakers, but God damn it. The Lakers, Sixers, Lakers. <laughs> no, not in three years. The Lakers aren't getting there in three years. I'm going to go Sixers, Jazz. In three years, the Sixers will meet the Jazz in the finals. And uh, Golden State's just having an off year because they have some injuries because their guys are getting older. But they'll be back the following year. Um, okay. So I'd have to say obviously I'd say Celtics and who's my other team. By the way, neither of these opinions are, are are shaded by the fact that we're both Sixers and Celtics fans. It has nothing to do with it. <laughs> uh, I'm I like to say Portland. I'm gonna say they find a way to move some of those bums to get another real player in there and they add somebody to Dame and CJ and they become a powerhouse. So, yeah, Celtics and Portland sounds fun. All right, cool. That, but, you know, Portland fans would love that. I would love that. Portland, man, they get the short end of the stick all the time. Um, also, Ice, who are some young NBA players whose careers have been mediocre to bad, but you still believe in it to make it work? 
Still believe it takes oh. to make it work. Example could be Trey Burke, Dante Exum, New Orleans Noel, etc. I like the Dante Exum, man. It's just the injuries. I want him to stay healthy because he started to show flashes last season. I think he can be a useful, good NBA player. Mm-hmm. Probably never a star, maybe, but he. I just want to see. I, I hope he plays 66 games a year for the rest of his career, and it, like not because he's missing big chunks with injuries, right? So uh, it just sucks, man, because he's such a good player. Totally. Um, so, yeah, that's a good one. Who else? I'm going uh, New Orleans Noel. I'm still. I still believe in New Orleans Noel, man. He hit it right on the head. Both of these are really good. Trey Burke, I'm out on. I don't really know. But, yeah, I don't really think. So. Yeah, Trey Burke's now, but. No one's Noel, I think he – did you see him play the other night in Dallas? He actually got some run for once. Uh, He's been getting a little bit of run. He looks slow and heavy because he's been out of shape. Probably had that, that game shape. New Orleans Noel looks heavy. That dude is a beanpole. As far as watching him play before when he was like a live wire, yeah. now he looks slow and heavy. Well, calm, your happy, calm your happy ass down, Joe. <laughs> Bear. Shit. That's fair. Um, yeah, yeah. So he's he's. I think he still has a lot of, and it's it's so funny watching people. You know, sure he hasn't played. He had a hand yeah. surgery, and before that, he was basically like in a doghouse. So yeah. I think he's still he can still make another team happy. You know what, New Orleans Noel has that a lot of people don't have, and that you cannot. I mean, you can teach, but you can't really. It's instinctive for him is his defensive awareness. Like he has yeah. that in spades. So just if you have that jumping off point. The rest, man, you can learn. You can learn how to shoot at some point, maybe. But you can still he can still catch lobs, but he's gonna defend this shit out of the ball. And I love that about him. And I think he's still got I still think he's going to be useful in this league. I think Joe uh not Joe B was kid's name. Oh, um, and if people already write him off, they forgot about him. Malik Monk is still gonna be good, I think. Ooh, that's a good call. Um, who else? De'Aaron Fox. Uh yeah, he's been injured. He actually still looked all right, and he's playing for the Kings. So that's that's a good one. Um, that's enough, I think. That's right. how about yeah. if AD carries the Pels to a three? This, sorry, this is Jerry Skills at Spin Griffey. Uh, if AD carries the Pels to a three seed, and the Rockets wind up at two, where they are predicted to finish, does AD deserve MVP? We just sort of um, talked about this, but yeah, we did. I mean, he does. Uh, so here's the thing: the difference between deserves it and will win it. He browsed missing games again. He's already missed like I think a pretty good chunk earlier. Um, and then again, he he was good. He was he was great, but not MVP earlier this season. And while Harden has a consistency factor, so um, he won't win it now. For me personally, again, I love the chaos. I would love to see him win it because I would love to see the Houston fans just lose their shit. <laughs> they would just they would be they'd be apoplectic. If he, uh, that's a new word for you. There you go. If he, uh, yeah, so you know, in a weird way, I, I as much as I hate this because I thought Harden should have got the MVP last year. In a weird way, at this point, I almost want to see somebody else win it again, just so we can look back in history and be like, James Harden should have won it three years in a row, and he never got it. And it's a travesty. But I, I kind of want it to happen now. I don't know. I'm just I'm a sadist. I don't know what my problem is. Um, how about one more from Phil Boilo? Uh, if Fultz becomes best case of your idea of what he could be, would you take him over, still take him over Mitchell? I guess because we have no idea what Fultz could be. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Um, and and uh, yeah, Donovan. Well, Donovan Mitchell, we know what he is. We He's going to be awesome. And that's the thing. This, is, this question is not really fair, but yeah, I mean, like right now, I would definitely take Donovan Mitchell, of course. Um, but if Fultz becomes, well, I think the question is that like, we know what Donovan Mitchell is, right? But we can only mm. guess what Fultz is, what he was in college was amazing. So if you're taking Donovan Mitchell now and Markel Fultz from college, who do you take? Um, I mean, again, like that's the whole thing. Like, do you think that, do you think Fultz at his best in maybe next, cause next year is basically gonna be his rookie season. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's going to end up being better than, than Donovan Mitchell, and I, I'm going to say no. I say I still take Donovan Mitchell because Mitchell has shown he can take a heavy offensive load. He's playing on a good defensive team, and he's not tanking him, so it means he's, he's you know, he's fitting in defensively. And Fultz, we just have no clue. We know that he would have been a good scorer. Mm-hmm. You know, he looks like he's going to be a, a really good scorer, but we have no – he's a cipher right now. So I, I'd say I still right now would want Donovan over. And I just love Donovan Mitchell's game, so I just want to move Fultz. I'm kind of going to go with you on that one. And here's the reason because Donovan Mitchell's defense is way better than I expected. And 
Uh, I don't think that Markel Fultz sort of has that upside. I mean, yeah, he has defensive upside. Although there is things that Fultz does that are just like so tantalizing, man. The way he, the, those spin. How do you moves. know? Well, I mean, how do you know? You haven't seen him do shit since, since I, October. I know, I know. All right, so let's just go Donovan Mitchell. Fuck it. All right. Hey, real quick, yeah. uh, my man at, at play underscore on underscore verbs, little Brucey badass. Um, he asked a question that's so nonsensical. I want to read it. What would you do if Kyrie said that the world is only a sphere if RPM is also the best stat to judge players by? I don't know. I'm supposed to do that question. So, <laughs> man, I have no idea. My what man, grand, you my man for the grand play on verbs. Fuck you for trying to be funny and creative with Kyrie and his flat earth stuff. So. Yeah, I don't know what that question's supposed to mean. So, I think he means if I have no, I can't. It's, it's, it's over my head. Sorry. We gotta get to my man. We gotta get to our boy Timothy uh, Bush. I guess Boucher, right? Buker, Boucher, Boucher. All right, Timothy, would you please tweet us and tell us how your name is pronounced? Because goddamn it, I feel like I'm butchering it every time. Um, he has three <laughs> questions. Number one: If you took away each team's best player, which team would suffer the most? Quick, what do you think? Uh, I've got us. I still got to go to the Cavs. I got every time that LeBron's on a team, I got to go with LeBron's team. He's the best player in the world. If you take him off his team, they're not nearly as good. And I will agree, but I also, uh, yeah, it's hard not to, I, I'm, I'd be hot takey and I'd be just being contrarian. If I say anything else, you take him off that team right now in Cleveland with, you know, George Larry Hill Nance is your best player then, right? Larry <laughs> well, Right, right now you're absolutely right. Like not the best player, but oh yeah, hey American numbers. Add American numbers on Twitter. How dare you? He he put up a list and said that Larry Nance has been the seventh best player in the NBA since the trade deadline. Get Ooh. the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'd have to say today, obviously the Cavs. Um, but look at San Antonio. They went from winning at least 56 mm. games every year. They're not going to win 50 this year, and they might miss the playoffs without Kawhi. So that. That means a lot, too. True. That's true. All right. Number two, if you had to renounce your fandom and support another team, who would it be? Uh, that's easy for me. It'd be Thunder, because I love Russell Westbrook. Yeah, I knew it. I knew that was coming. Yeah, I'm a stand. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Westbrook stand. I'm, the most, I'm a reasonable stand, though, and he's been disappointing this year, even though he still has some good moments. So Fair. I am going to go, because I love underdogs. My whole life, I've rooted for the underdog. And this is going to be crazy, but also because I live here. If I was going to renounce my fandom for the Sixers, I'd probably be either a Nets or a, or a, or a Knicks fan. Probably Knicks. Sweeney. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's fair. All right, one more. If you were the NBA commissioner and were forced to move a franchise to Seattle, who would it be? Uh, you go first. Uh, ooh, uh, okay, um, I'll go. Oh, no, uh, I got I'll it. Go. I got it. You ready? Yeah. The magic. Yeah, that was it's fucked up because that was my squad too. <laughs> I will say because nobody gives um, a fuck about Orlando. You know what? Uh, so I'm gonna pick another team. Uh, I would say the Charlotte Hornets. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. I think that Matt. I think hey, I, MJ. I loved you. You cheese-eyed fuck. Uh, but you were just, you know, the, hey, you 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 got Gorgonzola for eyes, so you're gonna struggle a little bit with talent evaluation. I don't even know what that means. Have you not seen Michael Jordan's eyes? Yeah, well, Michael Jordan looks like he closed up the garage and he put his eyes near a muffler and they <sighs> they cranked the car up and and hit the gas. He got those cheesy Parmesan colored eyes, man. <laughs> All right, that's fair. Hey, so oh yeah, oh mozzarella Jordan. Oh my god, mozzarella Jordan. Yeah, uh, yeah, that team, man. It's just it, look, Kemba's being wasted. Uh, the cap situation, I don't think is great. They just they're a bunch, they're mismatched bunch of players, and this is the second, like second, maybe third year in a row they're gonna miss the playoffs. So yeah, yeah, yeah that's rough. Yeah, you want any more? Or are we good? I mean, do we have any more? I don't think so. <laughs> nope, can't find any. Yeah, it's fine. I think we're good. I think there was a few more. I just I didn't save them. Nah, 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 nah. But, but thank you all for sending in the Twitter questions. Listen, you can find us every week here. Uh, you know, James, we should really kind of pick a day because people like it when you're consistent with your your uh, podcast. But 
I think we can do them on Fridays. I'm good with Fridays. And then they'll come out on Saturday. Nobody's gonna tune in on a Saturday. People don't listen for their their morning commute to work. We should do it on Mondays. Uh, no, Mondays are tough. What? Well, hey, what? How about we ask the people this one? All right, people, tell us. Hit us up at uh, Superflight. Not Superflight. Shit. Well, you can hit me at the Superflight too, but <laughs> at Dunktails Pod or at you can hit James up at Snotty Drippin. You can hit me up at Joe Borelli. And then you can also follow us on, you know, iTunes and all that shit. The Almighty Bauer Network. I gotta get me a soundboard, man, for my phone. So when we do this next time, I can start playing the wrap it up music because you're, you're just dragging it on now. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, buddy. All right, man. So this is Snotty Drippin'. Oh, hold on. That's not me. This is James Hollis. That's Joe Borelli. We're out of here. Peace.